Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 403, and today we'll be talking about Grubhog Day and Hop, Pop, and Lock from Amphibia. I'm GC13. And I'm David. What a pair of episodes. I mean, if you want to make me uncomfortable and yet really love the experience, you found the way to do it. Amphibia is right back into being a show devoted to the weirdest little side stories that I can possibly come up with. You know, having the town ritualistically gather to watch some strange hybrid bug have its, you know, liver examined makes sense. You know, it makes sense for these people. And having just frog things. Having the dance off in which Hop Hop finds his true love through a increasingly disturbing set of dance moves is also <laughs> like it makes sense. Uh, it's great that they introduced Sasha into the story and then just went right back to doing this kind of thing, Steven Universe style. <laughs> it's like, we can spend time doing this. They don't want to run away from a winning formula too quickly. I know that there are people out there who love their story arcs and think that anything that isn't advancing a story arc is worthless, but if you've listened to us for any length of time, you know we love the episodic stuff like this, so... We're here for it. I mean, this is what stories are actually made of, right? Like, the characters, their quirks, their weird insecurities or deficiencies and victories. So, (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's, and, and mostly it avoids, you know, teaching children lessons along the way, too, which is fantastic. Like, you know, did Sprig have any real consequences for putting on a puppet show instead of you know, keeping track of some grub hog. I don't think so. Although it's going to war now, <laughs> which <laughs> may or may not be his fault. I actually looked at the Amphibia wiki to see if that was ever referenced again in the future. And they do reference it late in season three. I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now. Payoff happens. <laughs> Dreams really do come true. No, but the the whole point of the ceremony is for the benefit of the townsfolk anyway. So as long as they're on board with the puppet shows, then we're doing a puppet show today. Yeah, I mean, is there some lesson about, like, palatable, <laughs> like, cultural changes? <laughs> like, something about, you know, maybe we'll just, like, turn this thing the community loves doing into something else? I don't know. I don't know what if there's a commentary here or not. Also... Grubhog is a terrible word that I can't say and I'm going to keep avoiding saying. <laughs> well, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope I got it right in the intro. Instead of Grubhub. Oh my god. Yep. Grubhub day, a lot more expensive, but tastier. <laughs> yes. But, ooh, I, I knew once uh, once the dude showed off his sick dance moves in Hop Pop and Lock that Hop Pop was going to have to resort to freestyling. Was I wrong to be hoping that Anne would tell him, you have to freestyle, it's the only way, but instead she's like, oh god, no! <laughs> yeah, the the grandchildren are extremely unsupportive, which, uh, to be fair, if you watch Hop Hop Dance, they should be. I mean, I was disturbed. Everyone was disturbed. Oh, you know, I, I forgot to mention it. The mayor is back already. I, oh these, my god. These townspeople are incredibly forgiving. Like, when you contrast how quickly they accepted him back with the don't pull a planter, like, there's some unfairness going on here. 
I'm forgetting my episode order. We haven't even touched the re-election yet, right? Uh, no, he mentioned in the Toad Tax episode that he was up for re-election, but we haven't actually seen any re-election yet, no. Yeah, it's crazy because he's already screwed these people over, but I guess because he's the mayor, they just forget? <laughs> it's, it's He's got that Jedi mind trick like Vince McMahon. It's it's very silly. I don't understand how they let him get away scot-free because the townspeople were pretty mad at him. Yeah, I don't know how he was in that position now. It did look like he was hoping that Sprig would mess this up because, I mean, when he introduced Sprig, he even said this is going to be the next, uh, can't remember the word he used, but this is going to be the next debacle you guys are going to be talking about. And so, I mean, I... Guess in a way Sprague disappointed him by having such a wonderful puppet show, but as long as it distracts the populace, I guess it's okay. Yeah, it, he's a weird guy, <laughs> but the but the community's weirder, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I just wish that they had more of a reason to like, like he's so nefarious, but there isn't a good through line to either showing how the community is so you know ignorant or so willing to forgive him or forget. But actually, I think we're going to hit an episode later in which the townspeople decide to fight over um, essentially fandom wars. And we'll see then <laughs> that they also very quickly forgive and forget. So perhaps that's useful context to them not caring about the mayor. Oh, maybe they can have a new motto. Quick to anger, quick to forget. Something like that. So were you anticipating a hop-hop love interest? <laughs> You know what? That kind of surprised me. I mean, they made it clear that she was, like, right as soon as he got flustered when he saw her, but this was not something I was expecting to see. I, I thought he had already had his marriage. Yeah. But I guess she's the one who got away, huh? I I kind of I kind of dig it, because, you know, a lot of kids' shows do romance for the kids in the show, and it's like, get out of here with that. I don't need that. But I'm here for old man romance in my cartoons. I mean, she does have a soft spot for the weird ones. I mean, I thought that was pretty flagrant flirtation when she picked out one that looked just like him. But, yeah. <laughs> Glass houses, I guess. Glass houses. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that's cute and great. And they do keep uh, this narrative going. But it doesn't stay at like the forefront of the story. It's just something that naturally develops in the background. Two old frogs dating and learning about each other. So I think that's <laughs> kind of cool. Well, uh, hopefully not doing all of that learning while Sprig's playing the violin. <laughs> Boy needs his time off. I wish he had played the violin like every episode. It's so good. Yep. Yeah, I love the theme song, but ooh, Hot Pop and Lock did give us a fantastic track for the dance battle. Yes, oh my gosh, and I, I mean, <laughs> I like how Hop Hop was animated, of course, but I like the first slick blue frog dancer that, uh, like, it's just great. The music's great, his dancers are like, so slick, you're like, oh, it's going down, <laughs> Hop Pop's doomed! Like, they just played that scene really well. I, I love Toad, Mayor Toadstool announcing how horrified everyone was by Hop Pop's freestyling. I love the music because it's it's literally just it's electro swing, but without oh. any of the electro instruments. But it's still an electro swing song, even if they're not using the electro Ooh. portion of the soundscape. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah, I wonder if that has a name and, like, fans of the genre are going, well, actually, that's what Electra Swing is. They just put the electric, you know, instruments in front of it. But yeah, it's not just what you think of as just swing. I Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's... It's, but no, it's written just like an electro swing song. It's just they're not using the electronic instruments to play their electro swing song. Although there is a nice electro swing remix of it. I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole oh. before we recorded. <laughs> I uh, was listening to Other Friends and Ernesto's theme. Oh, yeah. There was a great electro swing remix of Die House from Cuphead that I was listening to again because I love it. Oh, I love the Cuphead soundtrack so much. <laughs> So, yeah, more Electro Swing, I'm all about that. But uh, I loved, uh, was it Sadie Croker just drinking the punch? At least she wasn't putting her lips on the cups. That would have been a little gross. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense she's going hard on the punch. She was just slamming them back. I'm, she really seems like the kind of lady I would expect to spike the punch. Not gonna lie. Ha! I mean, she's not, I feel like she's not chaotic evil. Or even, like, truly chaotic. That's not chaotic evil. That's just she wants everyone to loosen up, have a good time. <laughs> Come on, let's kick this thing in high gear, people. I guess so. Uh, she it, It's interesting. Like, she is, she's got that, like, spunkiness. But she also has values. So I don't know. <laughs> it just depends if she thinks getting crunk is a value she cares about. Maybe she thought somebody already spiked it, and that's why she was drinking so many. <laughs> wow, yeah. Hero. Gotta turn on her party mode, baby. I I'm surprised that the uh, other guy, whose name I already forgot, did not have anyone backing him up. Uh, Hot Pop had the planter posse, of course. Right, Monroe. Why did this guy not have a crew? Mo uh, Monroe, yeah, why was there uh, no Monroe dance crew? Monroe is a crew of one. It's true. I mean, he you saw how he dances. He doesn't need a crew. <laughs> but he doesn't get the girl because he don't got heart. Yeah, he just has, you know, rhythm, class, style, grace, appeal. But not heart. <laughs> I mean, technically, Hop-Hop just has weirdness. <laughs> so, in, in, and in she example. likes that. Yeah, like, I don't know. They didn't, did they really... Play out Monroe being having any other bad characteristics other than being a little show offy, I suppose. And the fact that he's even willing to do a contest over a woman's heart, which is already a <laughs> ridiculous conceit. I think it was pretty clear that he was only going after her because Hot Pop was interested in uh, her. I don't yeah. think he would have cared about her had she not obviously been Hot Pop's chosen one, let's say. Right. Chosen for him. Uh, but with the Grub Hog, at first. I was wondering, how is nobody noticing that they're carting this thing around? Then I saw that other people had Grubhog balloons, and I'm assuming you could also get Grubhog plushes at the fair, so I guess it makes sense. They just think it's a plush toy and not a, not the real thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like that played off well. And now there's going to be, you know, only <laughs> a bunch of puppets and plushes in the future, so... Yeah, I mean, it saves them the trouble of having to go get a grub hog. I mean, have you seen the forests in this place? They're pretty dangerous. I gotta say, though, like, the, the town, like, between their ritualistic, you know, sacrifices and their, you know, like, town shame cage and, like, the annual 
Have we hit the episode yet with the annual freezing where every like someone goes missing every year? Maybe we're about to hit you know, that one. I, that does not ring any <laughs> bells at all. So I guess that's another horror I have to look forward to. <laughs> right. It all thematically fits with like, you know, it's a really horrible place <laughs> to be. And uh, there's like nothing, nothing sugarcoating it, which I think is fantastic. So do you think that Sprig was uh, right to try to go and do the rides, or do you think he should have just done right by Hop Pop? I mean, obviously the Grubhog's really happy that he decided to, you know, pull a Sprig, but... Ah, uh, I mean, he's a planter. Everyone knows. <laughs> you gotta pull them planters, I guess. Right. I... Planter's gonna plant. I mean, and their family was banned. So, like... They should have stayed banned. They could have picked anyone else in the town. So, you know, I'm putting the blame on the town. Well, again, like I my conspiracy theory is that the mayor knew this was going to go wrong. So he wanted a new scandal. I think he called it a scandal for everyone to be concerned with. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. Also, very safe bet to use the planters for a for a news story. Yeah, I mean, they're basically half pariahs already. Like, at any time we see what their social standing is like in the community, it's like, well, they always have to go in the shame cage because Hapadai is the worst chef. Yet they have the most renowned stand. Well, Sadie's uh, a big fan of the planter family honesty. And if if this isn't an example of nice guys finish last, I, I don't know what it is. You have the crooked mayor who bathes in wealth while the honest planters are lowest on the rung of society there yeah i mean it's a mixed bag like sometimes the townspeople were calling in a freak sometimes the town distrusts hop hop to an extreme which he deserves (laughs) and sometimes uh, they just always show up together in one group to support whatever the emotional arc of the episode is so yeah it's inconsistent yeah they're fickle folk they definitely they're simple fickle folk (laughs) But it does make me wonder, what if part of the reason Hapadaya was so willing to take Anne in is because he knows what it feels like to be an outcast? Oof. Food for thought. Anyway, guys, that's been it for us on Grubhog Day and Hot Pop and Lock. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 